So next week we'll have a, a guest homilist. It'll, it will be Bishop Hicks. It'll be the annual Catholic Ministries annual appeal. So this week the pastor is supposed to preach on the um, the things that the diocese does and the ministries that it has to lead us up and to prep us for next week. And he's supposed to include the readings in on it to weave. The, and I look at the readings. I'm like, how in the world are you supposed to do that? So this parish does a good job with meeting you know, what the diocese asked us to raise. So we'll just look forward to hearing from Bishop Hicks on the CMA next week. We continue to walk through the Sermon on the Mount. Last two weeks, this week, two more weeks here, we'll continue to hear Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. And I think a lot of times we, we think, I can think, we hear people say, like, it's so glad that Jesus comes to, to lighten things up. That, that, that here in the New Testament, you don't have the God of the Old Testament. Hear Jesus you know, he, he lets some things slide because of his mercy and his compassion. Well, that's not what we see here. Jesus, Jesus notches things up with a series of statements that he says, you have heard that it was said, but I say to you, what he's doing is he, he's raising the moral bar. And when we, when, we, when we say morality, what we're talking about is is right or wrong behavior. And even more than that, Jesus gets into beyond behavior. He's getting into the heart and he's, 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 he's getting into the inner disposition, the behaviors for human flourishing, for human flourishing, and also for, for the common good to flourish. And so to get at our readings, I want to look at a recent poll that's on my mind, us being desensitized. And then lastly, some practical things for us to do to raise the bar. So first, that recent poll, a recent Gallup poll came out not too long ago that found that there's now a, um, a record number of Americans who rate the overall state of moral values as poor. It's the highest that it's ever been recorded in this Gallup poll. And that 80% of Americans see that the moral values in our country are getting worse rather than better. It's a, and it, I think it's important for us to, to think of those numbers, not just as an abstract, okay, nice numbers, that's unfortunate, it's not a good thing, but to really ask, like, what does that mean? What, is it, what does it look like? As, as I was talking about this poll with a number of dads here at the parish this past week, you know, they, you know, one, I think, summed it up, summed it up well when he's, and he says, well, like, like, I think, I think of my, my, my kindergartner daughter and what that means for her in the next 10, 15 years, when she's 20 years old, how is she, how is she going to be trained to, to view her body when she gets into teenage years and is a young adult or how, how are, how are boys and young men being, being raised to, to, to view and to treat my daughter? See, I think that's, that's important. That's the spot for us to think and to consider and to, to, to see that the, the moral degradation is happening and it has ramifications, which brings me to us being desensitized. I mentioned to you numerous times, I think it was even my first homily of just the huge Cubs fan I, I am and especially was growing up and when I was growing up, especially in the later 90s, 
they were bad. Like, I mean, they, they just always lost. And, and what happened is it's like, I just got desensitized to them losing. Like, it was just like, that's just the way it is. The Cubs lose. And I didn't really feel it. Like, I get in the spot. I, I, I actually always did feel, I still felt like when they lost in the bottom of the ninth, like, I, I felt it. But overall, like, I was desensitized to it because the Cubs. Now, that's not a problem when it comes to silly baseball. But it, it is, it does become a problem when it happens to the moral life. When we are desensitized to sin. And that's, happen at, that's happening in our culture at a rapid rate of us lowering the bar and being desensitized to sin. We see it. You, you see music is filled with references of sex, drugs, and violence, where it's become so common that it no, it no longer, it's a shock value. You know, I did a, a, a recent, or I just did a, a look a couple of days ago of the top songs on iTunes, the top charts on iTunes songs, and checked out a couple of music videos. Or we can look at the, the Grammys a couple of days ago that really like pushes the envelope that does like, okay, what we saw, it's like, okay, that, that, that's a little shocking. But what happens when it's over and over and again, like in five years, it's not gonna be shocking. Because we can look back over the course of the last five, 10, 15, 20 years, 40 years, and see that the shock value goes down and we're desensitized. Television or, or, or streaming, right? The this, this, this streaming of, we don't really, have TV really anymore, but the streaming and the movies, but the, the frequency of sex scenes showing more and more, the promiscuity. I mean, you can go on, you can go on Netflix without like unabridged and just go in <clears throat> and see things that you can't see, you couldn't see on, on normal TV. And maybe, and we just, what we say is we, it's just the way it is now. It's just how it is. What that is is us being desensitized to sin. And maybe, maybe it happens no other place like it does, like at the rapid pace of the desensitization as it is in social media. Like apps like Instagram where I can continually see what's considered soft porn, but where it desensitizes me to, to where I don't even know like, I don't even know that it's porn. Or think of, like, grow, growing up and kids thinking, like, well, it's just normal to show these parts of my body in this way and this frequency. That's us being desensitized to sin. And it has ramifications on our soul. It has ramifications of our peace, of our level of happiness. And it it doesn't lead to human flourishing because sin is bad for us. And I think it's important to say it's not just for ourselves, but it also, the desensitization of sin also has an impact on how we relate to one another. How I relate and interact with my siblings, how I interact with my parents, what's my, how, how my relationship is with my spouse. The desensitization of sin impacts those relationships. 
And we see that played out all over in society with, with increased loneliness, with increased number of people not getting married. I saw a study you know, recently that showed that youth are having less sex. Now, to be clear, sex is for marriage, but even youth, the studies are showing that youth are having less sex. The de desensitization of sins even affects our passions <clears throat> and how alive they are and to know what is ultimately authentically true, good, and beautiful. And so and you, we can see it with the increase in human trafficking that's gone up 35, 40% in the last couple of years. And you may, be, you may be sitting here, whether you're young or old, and being like, here's this, there's, certainly if you're younger, you're saying, there's this older guy up there just railing on of how bad everything is. It's important for us just to realize and to know that the desensitization of sin is happening before our eyes. And it has major ramifications on my own well-being, on my soul, and on my relationships. And to the extent of whether or not I, I can flourish as a human. So a question for all of us to, to ask ourselves is this, where or how am I being desensitized to sin? How might I, if I pause and think and look and examine, how might that be happening in my life? Is it through the friends that I have? Those that I hang out with? Are they causing me to slip in my morals? Are the things that I watch or the things that I listen to desensitizing me on how I view myself and how I view others, how I treat myself and treat others? Is it leading me to slip and being lowered and having a lower bar? With, it lastly, brings us to some practical things for us to raise the bar, to lead to the human flourishing for ourselves and for relationships. The first thing is this, is to trust God, to trust that he loves, that he's good, that his ways are good, that he wants peace and flourishment for me and for my family. Our first reading we heard from the book of Sarah and says, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water to whichever you can choose. Stretch forth your hand. Before you is life and death, good and evil. Choose. This is what Jesus is doing on the Sermon on the Mount but it requires a trust in him that he loves, that he's good, that he's merciful. Second, second thing, practical thing for us to help like raise the bar is to abide by, by a rule. And it's this, that phones are not private. There's an idea that our, that our phones are private, that what's beyond the lock screen on my phone is off limits to my spouse that is off limits to my parents. That should not be the case for a Christian household. Spouses should have access to their spouse's phone, generally speaking. Parents should have access to their children's phone. 
generally speaking. We want to just, like, maybe it's a guy coming together and declare as a family, our phones are shaping us. So we as a family are going to be more open to stop the desensitization of sin and to help us raise the bar. The third practical thing for us, and I had, a, I had 50, all right, so I'm only given three, right? <laughs> the third, the third with all this is to stay close to him, to go to confession, because maybe we're here and we're like, my goodness, my, my ears have been so used to listening to this and it's caused me to be desensitized to sin. Or my eyes have been looking at this for so many months and years and decades that I know it's caused me to be desensitized and it's affecting myself and my relationships. We can go to him. We can go to him who went to the cross, who redeems, to be resensitized. We can be resensitized to sin. We can be resensitized to his love and to his goodness and his ways because he went to the cross and he redeems and he saves and he rescues. But we need help to be resensitized. We need his forgiveness. We need his grace. The grace that we receive here in the Eucharist and the grace that we receive in the confessional. So we can sit here and we can continue to see polls in the news and see things and hear about the Gallup polls and the moral values are getting worse and everybody knows it. And we can just say this is the way it is. And we can go along with it. And in the process, we ourselves get desensitized to sin. And at least the opposite of human flourishing. Or, or we can do what Jesus tells us to do. As Deacon Frank said in the homily last weekend, to be salty, to be salt, to be light. To resensitize ourselves and the world to sin to resensitize, to resensitize ourselves to God and his love and his goodness and his ways, that they're good, that they're true, and he's merciful and he's compassionate. Jesus calls us to more, not less. He calls us to higher, not lower. He calls us not to death, but to life.